Welcome to the Cloth Paper Podcast, a somewhat regular, maybe show dedicated to everything cloth diapering. We talk with retailers, brands, and parents around the world about their cloth diapering journey. And today we are talking with a parent from around the world. So this is show 37 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. And today I am joined with Kelsey and we're going to be talking about her cloth diapering journey when she lived in Russia. We're going to be talking about her motherhood journey and we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything, including her book. Today's show is a little bit sloppy, but before I begin, I got to put in my little advert here, guys. Have you been struggling with leaky diapers? Maybe it's time to try wool. We've talked about wool here on the show, and last year, 2018, we had Don from Humbird on the show to talk to us about wool. Wool is an amazing fiber choice, and it's a great tool to use in your cloth diaper chest or community or whatever you're using to kind of keep the leaks in, to keep the bed dry. Uh, and I always kind of used wool over like an all-in-one that held like, you know, if if you have those diapers in your stash where some nights it works and some nights it doesn't, having wool on over top is a great way to make sure that every night it works. Wool is also a great kind of bulletproof solution for parents who are always struggling. Wool can be there for you even if you're not struggling with heavy wetters and you just want to try to find some natural fiber awesomeness. Don has told me that there are some great surprises coming up in 2020 for Humbird Wool. So if you're not already following them on Instagram or Facebook, go find Humbird Diapers, give them a follow, and make sure that you get your pre-order in before November 7th. Remember, all pre-orders, you get 10% off and easy to buy purchasing of wool, really. Um, Hand-making wool is a labor of love. Check out Humbird Diapers at www.humbird.eu. If you have logged in today and you're looking for a really well thought out and organized podcast, one that is full of a lot of intake and not one, then this is not it for you. Today's show, honestly, a little bit stumbly, a little bit not well thought out. I was not prepared for my conversation with Kelsey uh, and that's all on me. But I recorded this for Kelsey with Kelsey way back in May when I had my foot surgery, my first foot surgery. And here I am excited to tell you I'm getting my second foot surgery and seven months later we're going to share this show. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about Kelsey. What's the fun in that? I'm just going to lead into the show and we'll close up some announcements at the end of the show. Hello, hello. I am Kelsey Damiana. I am a best-selling author and then also an intuitive lifestyle coach and a light worker and a mom and wife. What is an intuitive lifestyle coach? So pretty much I just help women navigate through their journey of motherhood and womanhood and really just help them strengthen their intuition and listen to their inner wisdom. Okay. And how did you get into that? I, it just kind of happened like through a yoga, I'm also a yoga instructor too. And so through yoga, I just really have um, strengthened my own like self-awareness and then 
I realized that I was just gravitating towards these women and mothers and helping them, you know, like in our yoga sessions. And then I just kind of was like, well, this actually, I feel like is a thing. So <laughs> let's kind of see where this thing goes. And I turned into a intuitive lifestyle coach. The job descriptions you never really expected when you were a kid that now exist in 2019, right? Um, yeah, exactly. You sounds like you wear quite a few different hats. You wear <laughs> many hats, and your husband is never rarely home. Yeah. Um, what does what does he do that brings him away from home? Or why why do you have that lifestyle? What does that look like for you guys? So he is a professional basketball player. Um, right now, currently, he is overseas in Russia. Um, we were basketball? actually yeah playing basketball. So we were over there for about six months this past season. Um, but then, you know, I decided to come on home and take care of some loose ends around the house and, you know, really take the time for myself because that's not home for us. You know, mm-hmm. I had to really get, um, really get grounded and again, follow and trust my inner wisdom that like, that wasn't the place for me at that time and, you know, do something for myself. Uh, I can't imagine that winter in Russia was very <laughs> enjoyable because <laughs> you said you're now in Arizona and you had mentioned yeah. in the year. But I'm, I'm from Chicago though, so it kind of was the same, you know? Okay. okay. So not so, too yeah, bad. Not too bad. It's the same. But you're a Klotek Wing parent and this is the Klotek Wing podcast. So how about yes. we talk about why you started to cloth diaper? I'm more of like a, I don't know if you could tell if you get that vibe, but more of a natural kind of parent you know if it's not good for my babies then I don't want to use it also Um, and I just was doing some research as I was pregnant about like all the yucky stuff that's in disposable diapers and you know the fragrances and parabens and all that you know stuff that that causes rashes and then from there that awareness kind of grew into like the environmental scale of things so so, like I was like, of course, like I'm gonna cloth diaper. Like I don't want all these diapers in landfills. Became the obvious answer for the type of person that you are. Um, yeah. Were you expecting to move overseas when you started cloth diapering? Was that on the radar? Yeah, I mean, like we knew, like with the nature of my husband's job, that we could be stateside, um, like in the NBA, or we could be overseas. So, I mean, it was a little intimidating just to. Um, you know, think about cloth diapering, like, in its entirety, and being, like, moving in overseas, or not knowing your washing situation, so it was kind of a little, you know, touch and go, but I I really wanted it to work, so I knew I was going to do whatever I had to do to make it work, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of um, military parents in the United States would probably resonate with that kind of experience, mm-hmm. with especially being uplifted and moving overseas, because I can't say that there's probably a lot of MBA parents out there traveling <laughs> yeah. to Russia. That yeah. might be the uh, the other niche of people who would resonate. So how, how did you tackle that experience of moving overseas and cloth diapering and figuring out what you needed to do? Like, I feel like I see in cloth diaper groups, a lot of people just shut down and are like, not even going to be possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew we were going to be over there for an extended period of time. If it was just like a, I don't know, like when I travel overseas for like vacations or whatever, we will do like either a combination or just, I don't know, disposables because it might be easier. But I'm like, we're, I know we're going to have like a home there. So I went with the route of, 
I brought my flats with me and covers because I know they would be really easy to wash and I wasn't sure about washing machine and figuring out the whole washing routine there. And that's um, great advice. I, Keep it simple, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, because you can even fold them, all the names of the folds, it's crazy. I honestly, now that she's older, my daughter is, how old is Juniper? She's 15 months. So now it's kind of like, I just like to pad fold it and just throw it in there and it's nice and quick and easy. But I mean, you can also, it works for any size baby. Okay. Um, I also had brought some pockets and I brought some all-in-ones too, just because when we are like out and about and like game days and stuff like that, I don't want to have to like, not like, yeah, not like fumble with like, you know, if a pad fold into the cover, if it kind of falls out or whatever it is, so. I had a little combo stash, but I mean, it served me well. I was glad I brought all the options that I did because, like, and you, didn't you never have any know. Problems with figuring out how to use an overseas washing machine? No. Well, Google actually is my best friend now, but so <laughs> I was because I there's no manual in the apartment that we were in, so I just looked up the model of the machine. Okay. And it was in Russian too, so I'm like, I don't really know what this means. The pictures are kind of helpful, but not because I don't know washing machines like that. And um, you know, I found the manual and I figured out which like cycle and all that stuff, and it was good. So between Google, Google Translate, and just yes. general experimenting, you were able to figure it out. It wasn't necessarily the daunting, overwhelming experience. Hundred percent. Yeah, it took like a few minutes, honestly. What do you find to be your biggest challenge over the last 15 months of cloth diapering? Biggest challenge would be just figuring out that wash routine. It's a lot of trial and error because there's so many options out there. There's so much information on like what to do, what not to do, and it's all conflicting. And if you, whatever you believe, like I've, I believe whatever you believe, like you can find a thousand arguments online that will support what you believe. Like, oh yeah. So it's one of those things where like you don't even know where to turn to for wash information. And like, I even know you like hate giving out wash advice because it's so, um, it's so conflicting and there's, yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. arbitrary. It is all arbitrary. And so it really is becomes trial and error. Like, and yeah. I imagine if you're living in another country, that trial and error becomes even more important. Yeah, no, for sure. And the bottom line is just to make sure that, um, like you find what works for you. I mean, you know, kind of like I've, I've tried to with like a lot of the plant-based or the um, like the greener detergents. And I've tried also like the regular Tide powder. Like I've tried everything it seems like, but it's just kind of what comes with the territory when you do decide to cloth diaper. Yeah. I think it probably comes with the territory of motherhood in general. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, Everything is trial. There's no manual. There's no like, here's how you do it. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you, not only have, you only have one kid right now, but once you have two <laughs> kids, you'll learn that everything you did for the first kid no longer works. For the yeah, no, kid, I'm. Right? We're getting ready for that. We have one coming in September. So okay, already, yeah. I, and yeah, I've seen because like my nephews, they're pretty. Um, they're young. They're like eight, four, and three, and they're all different people. Yeah. And they're all, you have to treat them differently. You do. So with your husband hardly being home, did you find that cloth diapering became an extra chore that was overwhelming? How did, like, was it worth it? 
Was it um, overwhelming? I, I mean, I think it was the same whether he was home or whether he wasn't home, to be oh. honest. Because um, generally, like, when we are stateside, um, majority of, like, the caregiving is, you know, it falls on me as a stay-at-home mom, um, which is totally cool because our um, responsibilities, they're just distributed differently. So, like, it still is an equal partnership. Um, but he was all for it. I thought for sure, like, when I came to him, like, we're going to cloth diaper. Like, what do you think? He was going to be like, what in the world is wrong with the woman I married? <laughs> but he actually was like, all right, cool. Like, oh, so it's pretty it. supportive. And I think that, like, 100%. regardless of whether or not your husband is regularly home to help out in the house or not, the just having that support helps. Exactly. And like, I made sure, like, I had all-in-ones for him. Because those are going to be easier than having to like origami fold, you know, a flat. <laughs> if I pre-fold my flats, my husband will use them. He's just like, if I just had a big rectangle piece of paper or fabric, he's like, um, <laughs> Bailey, it's like, just make it up. It's what I do, but just, I, fold it. just fold it. But yeah, he gets totally overwhelmed. Exactly. Right. But he figures it out. Say the similar situation in my house with my husband. He works so much; he's hardly home. Um, yeah, it doesn't really it didn't really matter to make an impact with him being home. And the diapering situation still mostly fell on me. So, how are ways that you kind of um, make? I guess one of the most common things I see in a cloth diaper group is people talk about how cloth diapering is extra work. So they don't want to do that extra work, and if they don't have an extra parent to support them, well, how would you navigate that kind of conversation and situation I mean it's only extra work if you make it extra work okay in my opinion so if you want an easy cloth diapering solution get yourself all in ones that way whenever you wash like your wash day whatever it is twice a week or three times a week or every other day whatever you choose um after you do like your first wash and then you can add a couple other like baby clothes or whatever in there throw them in the dryer like they're good to go like you can honestly leave it in a laundry basket in the baby's room or in the laundry room or wherever and they're clean ready to go and like throw on your baby like that's not extra work yeah if you know it doesn't have to be like you don't have to fold them and put them in a nice little cute you know stash arrangement like sure that is cool too if you want to do that um I'm kind of somewhere in the middle like a way that I can arrange them or whatever but then also it's like they're staying in the basket today and I will just grab as I need mm -hmm. so it's just it doesn't have to be extra work I don't think it really just depends on what you decide to make yeah, it and exactly. how you decide to make it I think we kind of miss that um we miss that kind of conversation with new parents yeah like it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be complex it can, you can make it simple yeah. You can make it work for you. And I wonder how we could tell parents more. Maybe they're listening and that will help. But it yeah. really is. It can just be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be complicated washing. It doesn't have to. Nope. Be. It can really be simple. For sure. Simple and straightforward. Where are you at now with cloth diapering? Um, and what do, you, what do you see your future to be like? Is this, We're still going. You're like, still going? I don't I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Um, and you're excited for you're gonna are you gonna have two in bums? Yes, I will. Two little fluff butts. Can't oh, wait. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I guess she's only 15 months, not quite near potty training yet. Yeah, like kind of, like I definitely see signs like that she, you know, like she'll grab herself or something if like she's about to go to the bathroom. So I get really potty curious, like 15 months and two years. Um, And then things, I don't know, each child is different. Yeah, she's definitely uh, on the fast track, I feel like. I swear she's grown. <laughs> and so what so. <laughs> What does your stash look like now that you're stateside? Are you still using that kind of same mixed combo stash? Or have you navigated to something different now that you're feeling like you're settling in? Um, my stash now, I mean, like, I still have everything. Like, I haven't gotten rid of it. It's still, it's ginormous. It's massive. I left, like, maybe two-thirds of my diapers at home <laughs> I still had a lot in rotation overseas. so you only so you only brought that's a good question what what did you bring overseas yeah so I brought like because the washers and stuff are smaller I knew that going in because I've I've played basketball professionally too overseas myself so like I knew that situation oh yeah I've traveled to uh, teeny tiny so I <laughs> brought like what was it like a dozen flats and then maybe like six um all-in-ones and a few pockets okay so maybe like two days three days worth of diapers yeah it wasn't like it wasn't because I knew I would be washing like every other day anyway with like our laundry and my husband's laundry and so I knew it wasn't going to be anything like where I could just wash like twice a week like I do at home and then now at home you have you've (sighs) I do I have a million all-in-ones I I do like all-in-ones I do when I'm home I do that's Those are my preference. go-tos. Yeah. Um, pockets, I'm kind of getting annoyed with stuffing them. Yeah, I feel um, that. And you might find that with two children, too. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I'm probably going to retire some pockets, um, definitely in the near future, because I already, those are the ones that are left, and I'm like, when I'm really desperate, like, fine, I'll put them on her, but not my not my jam. Did you ever then, meet other parents when you were overseas who were cloth diapering? I did not. Not in Russia. Um, no. I was wondering... If you picked up on any different vibes in the cloth diaper culture as it shifts around the world, I really I didn't get a chance to like go into that, which is something that I definitely wish that I had found. But it was really hard to kind of navigate in Russia anyway with the language yeah. barrier and things like that. So it was. Um... I've had a question in my DMs lately about cloth diapering in Asia and how in Asia they said they don't have hot water on their washing machines at all and so she was beginning she was well can I do this and what are what are the differences there and I was like I don't know so I was hoping and I'm looking for like creators and influences around the world because right now the cloth diaper space is very Americanized for Um, sure that's not really where it originated from my husband's from Senegal and western Africa and so when I told him cloth diapering he was like yeah, like that's a diaper. You just throw a cloth on them, and like it is what it is. Like this yeah. is a diaper. But around um, the world, we definitely we have different people have different access to things and different expectations yeah. and different beliefs and uh, different washing machines and detergents and. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'm definitely curious. I'll keep my eye out too for whenever we're traveling. If I. Um, so do you travel today still with cloth when you're on the road? Do you visit your husband? Um. It depends. Like, we just went to Chicago to visit my mom for, like, 10 days. Mm-hmm. And I normally would have brought cloth, but I just, like, I was so close to it. I'm like, oh, let's just bring disposables. Because I knew we would be, like, we wouldn't be sitting still. Like, it would be constant, like, go, go, go. Like, never home. Um, yeah. But usually I, 
like on the go, I do like disposables though. Yeah. But it's a bad unless thing. I know the situation, then I will cloth because it's extra stuff that you have to carry also for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially if you're flying. Um, yes. I find myself like uh, we take a lot of road trips, so I'll just bring cloth because whatever it, I have a big oh, yeah. van just stashed in the back and I'll wash it when I get home. And when I visit my parents, I, I go so often now that it is a slow trip that I can, I have the time, but I visited my sister in Quebec and I brought disposables. So it's just, yeah, it was just easier at home. Yeah. It's just like, go, go, go. You're visiting everybody, seeing everything. I know there's barely enough time to do your own laundry cloth. And that's really like, if you're thinking about traveling and people are listening and thinking about traveling, it's just like, you gotta find what what's gonna work without pushing you over the edge right if it makes you overwhelmed or stressed out because you have diaper laundry like it's probably not the move for you like don't do it make your life easier yeah and every just every cloth diaper that you use at home is like one less exactly in the waste we're talking about small shifts and small changes yeah you can part-time cloth for sure and it still make an impact and you still are doing what's best for you and your family so Mm -hmm. i mean I'm for it. I am. Oh, yeah. I was just curious. You never know. Where no, I can't wait to do that. road trips, though. When we start to do road trips, like, I don't know, whenever he retires and we have time to, like, go places. I love a good road trip. So road I will pack the cooler yeah. and the cloth diapers, and we will be out. But for Whoa. now, on these Is he going to retire, and you're still going to have babies and diapers? Oh, that's a good point, too. We might. <laughs> I don't know at this rate, man. <laughs> I guess a basketball career is shorter than like a railroader career where I'm thinking yeah, like five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> 55 still hooping it up. That's funny. <laughs> I, I, right? Yeah. My husband's not retiring until he's 55. So <laughs> different story. <laughs> That's so funny. So you have a book. You want to tell me about your book? Oh, yeah. I would love to. Thanks for asking. So... <laughs> Um, I just talk about my story and just how I've navigated through um, wifehood, motherhood, and then also humanhood and like losing myself in my husband's career Mm -hmm. and his dreams. Um, Because like I said, I stay at home and like I wasn't working for a long time and I kind of hit like that, that dark point where you just, you lose yourself. You really don't know who you are aside from your husband and your, your kids. Uh And, um, just like kind of how you need to hit that point in order for you to know that you've lost it so you can regain and reclaim yourself. I, I definitely really resonate with that idea. My husband just being a railroader, that's our life. Like, There is not really a whole lot of room for anything else to do except his job. And even when we think about relocating or if I want to move somewhere, it's always like, well, is there a railroad company there? Is there a terminal? Yeah. What's the job look like? How will that impact our life? And so it's it literally becomes very consuming and not something that I felt that I was really prepared for growing up that exactly one day I might have a husband I know we're raised in such a time hey we're like kind of told you can do whatever and then find a partner and you feel like you can't do whatever Um, and trying to navigate how to create that identity has been hard exactly and I'm just trying to show women out there that it doesn't have to be 
like an all or nothing. Like it's not, you can't really, it's impossible to sustain a life where your only role is to be a wife and a mother. Like it's impossible. You can't lose yourself all up in the mix of that. Yeah. And I mean, once you do, it's okay if it happens, but where do we go from there? How do we bounce back from that? What is one thing someone could do today if they're really feeling overwhelmed um, with where they're at and they want to refine their identity? Um, let me think, because it's like an eight-step process that I okay. talk about in the book. Um, so it's it's a journey. Uh, it's not so it much is a, a collection of little things to do. Yeah, I mean, there's like little things within like each step that you can do, um, but... It's so a what's, whole. Um, so, what's your first process. step that we can do, and then we can find your book wherever? Yeah. So, the first step that you can do is just acknowledge your situation. Um, really take note of where you're at. Like, survey. You know, how are you feeling? What is it that's really going on in your life? Um, kind of differentiating between the facts and the story that you have in your head. So like your story is kind of like your psyche, just kind of um, like all the things like, what if this could happen or, you know, all the little made up things in your head. So like mine at one point was like, I'm just so overwhelmed. Like he's never home. Like, yes, that's the story. But then the, the truth in that is, well, he's away working and actually you're not overwhelmed. You're just like unhappy with the way the situation is right now but you can't change that you can't control it you know so the first step is acknowledgement um just taking a little survey of your entire life and all the aspects in it and then from there we take this journey from an outward journey we make it an inward transformation by the end of things so all right yeah that, if you all would <laughs> that definitely and you know what and um thinking about how this is also the cloth diaper podcast is those thoughts that initial thought can also just be part of your diapering journey can also become very much those the thoughts that you think you have versus the reality of the situation exactly exactly like cloth diapering is it's complicated that's what you're telling yourself but really it can be very simple if you make it exactly and um, I think sometimes more guests I talk to on the show where we see these paradigms of how cloth they bring and uh, becomes a reflection of society's expectations of motherhood um, which now has an entirely another thought so if people wanted to grab your book read your book where can we find it it is on Amazon it actually is on the Amazon bestseller list um, which I was pretty excited about and then also um, if you would like a free copy um, listeners, you all can email me and Bailey, I'm sure you'll put those, um, the email in the show notes or whatever. Yeah. I'll so they can it. contact, but yeah, I would be more than glad to, um, send you all a free copy of my book and yeah. just reach out if you have any cloth diapering questions too. Like I love to talk about diapers and motherhood. So. <laughs> diapers and motherhood. Dude, that's well, that's pretty much that's pretty much all we do here on the Cloth Diaper Podcast is like <laughs> diapers and motherhood. I guess the one thing that I would say is if you're curious about cloth diapering is just to you don't know until you try. Yeah. Like you can I mean it's great to talk to other people and see how they do it and you know 
hear their opinions and thoughts, um, challenges and successes. But what works for that person may not work for you and probably won't work for you, honestly. Their baby has, you know, chunkier thighs or like I have a little slim baby. Like everything was loose elastics on her for the first like five months of her life, you know? So it's just, uh, it's just a trial and error type thing. So just, you don't know until you try. So if you're curious, I just encourage you to try a little bit of everything. You don't have to go crazy and like spend a whole ton of money. Mm -hmm. Um, or even like look at used diapers and there's a million resources out there where you can get some used stuff. But I think there's even a couple of clock diaper retailers in the United States, at least who have trial programs yeah like newborn trial programs even one size trial programs where you can try a few things without the big investment or without the big costs exactly Um, and you really yeah you're right you really don't know and I think that that really applies and touches upon everything in our life like you don't know until you try it whether or not it's going to work for you um on your kids and your family and your lifestyle parenting exactly and I I don't have it all figured out too I'm sure with the second baby coming it's going to be a whole different cloth diapering experience yeah yeah. So where can we find you on the web to wrap up this conversation? Where can we find more yeah. information about you? Your book is on Amazon. You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's K Damiana. So I it's I just spell that. I know it's a, it's a thing, but it's D like David. O M like mom. I A like Nancy A. So oh, K yeah. Damiana. And then my email is kelsey.damiana at gmail.com. So if you can spell Damiana, you can find me, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's just one, it's one of me out. out there. Yeah. And then you can so. grab her book, which is Help My Husband's Hardly Home, which I feel like yeah. a lot of you are going to resonate with because more For sure. and more, uh, I think we find ourselves isolated in parenting because our husbands have these amazing jobs they love. Yeah, but definitely email me and I will shoot you guys a free copy of that as well. Um, So reach out, like I said. I do have a copy of Kelsey's book sitting on my phone, waiting, begging to be read. I still haven't read it. I, I just have a really hard time reading for leisure. Can I admit that out loud? Uh, yeah, it's just, I enjoyed reading. I was that kid that you always found in the library. I was that kid who wanted to be a librarian. I was that kid who, like, plowed through more books than you can imagine. But here I am at 28, and, um, like, nine years of post-secondary education killed my love of reading. That said, I do have another foot surgery coming up in, like, six weeks. I just got the phone call this morning, so I'm so excited, and maybe I will have some bed rest time to sit down and read that book. Also, now that I have a job, and while things do feel kind of crazy and making the podcast a priority has been hard, I also find myself with a lot more free time because I feel like I'm not hustling as much and I can really enjoy life a little bit more. At the beginning of the show, I said I had some announcements to make. I do not have any announcements to make, so I'm not really sure why I said that. You can find me at The Cloth Diaper Podcast on Instagram, Facebook. Check us out at www.clothdiaperpodcast. And if you want to be on the show, I am taking 2020 bookings. I have enough shows already for the rest of the year, so I'm excited for that, provided that I get around to editing. I know a couple of you asked about how you could donate to the show or if I could set up a Patreon account. 
I haven't looked into that. I don't really know. I just don't think I have time to create more content for a Patreon account. But um, I'm, it's in the nugget in my back of my head. So until next time, bye guys.